0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back to the Lion Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Today's phenomenal episode was with two people that I admire and appreciate in the world Alex and Mimi Icon. They are icons of sorts, no pun intended, in the world of entrepreneurship, in the world of wellness, lifestyle, um, living life by your terms. Uh, Between the two of them, they've got, I'm, I'm sure, like over a billion views on their various channels on the old internet um, and I think they are a worthy model to follow on how to effectively live life with compassion, live life with through your heart and uh, not get tied up in all the the BS. Uh, So I'm really grateful for this conversation. I know you guys are going to dig it and hope you enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to the website, AlignPodcast.com, A-L-I-G-N Podcast.com on there. Y'all can start the five-day movement challenge, which breaks down five fundamental movements that everybody ought to have in their daily existence. If they give a dang about their energy levels, about confidence, about pain in their body uh your physical movement is an expression of the way that you think and the way that you feel and also is associated to strength flexibility all the things that are fun to have in this life so check that thing out at alignpodcast.com i want to thank blue blocks for supporting this podcast blue blocks is one of the raddest blue blocking glasses that i have encountered they're actually stylish i'm actually proud to wear them if i go to like a grocery store at night or um, i'll wear them you know about an hour or so before i go to bed if i'm around my house Um, typically another good thing to do is like use salt lamps um, just generally keep the, the lights lower once the sun goes down when the sun is up it signals to your body that it's time to get up and stimulate yourself and get all the cortisols and all the kind of up regulating type hormones that surge through your body to go. Once the sun goes down, it's time to down regulate and get the melatonin's going and kind of get yourself ready to sleep. When we are exposed to those blue lights coming out of your ceiling or your lamps around your house, it disturbs sleep function. You disturb sleep function, you go through a whole cascade of, uh, bummers to come. So, I highly recommend getting yourself a pair of blue blocking glasses um, and you can get yourself some styling ones and 15% off when you purchase if you go to com slash align, A-L-I-G-N, um, 15% off your purchase and steeze yourself up with some blue blocking glasses. Um, I think we're good. Thank you guys so much for using iTunes. Thank you so much for doing you. And um, I hope you devour this conversation, get a lot from it. I know you will. Here we go. Back to some of my preferred human beings in the world, Alex and Mimi. I got bow.
1: Align Podcast.
0: We've been having a lot of like meta kind of outside of the box conversations in the last Which couple of Which we all days. love. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of the whole like law of attraction and what you were Intending was to only make
1: a few grand a month, and then all of a sudden it became much more than that. Uh, I think here's how I'll tell you: I think w- we did create law of attraction. We manifested a lot of stuff. I think where a lot of people uh, get law of attraction, I guess I don't, don't want to say it wrong. It's never nothing's really wrong, but uh, they get confused. They get really, confused about it. Is that? Works. I think the most important thing where. I'm really grateful for the life that we live now and we still focus on this to this day is that we focus on the lifestyle piece and how we feel and the emotions we want to experience versus the actual things. yeah so so you can maybe or the add actual on to
2: number that. yeah, I think the most important thing is also like what you put out like what value do you want to bring in the world? So even though we had we now have several businesses, our goal is never like, the number it's about the impact and like what is the value that we can bring and sometimes it's even hard to explain to our employees especially the ones that come from the corporate background they're like okay but what about the numbers and we're like let's think of how we can bring more value because bringing more value always ends up in more dollars so like we've seen that in our journey as entrepreneurs because we just grew like crazy from like the first year, like that's when we made our first million, and obviously I'm not saying this to impress, it's just like we had no business background, I'm a college dropout, Alex went to university, but we both had no mentors, our parents are not entrepreneurs, we knew no other entrepreneurs, so we just like learned everything and we went, and for us to be able to do that just shows that, really, if you focus on the right things and you do things consistently and you work hard, then and of course you have to be at the right time at the right place. You know, people say, oh, well, you get lucky. Like, I think luck is just, you know, as the saying goes, when opportunity meets preparation. And yeah, and
1: failing for two years was preparing yeah, we us for failed success. Before. I mean, not, two years isn't that long. Um,
2: yeah, I know. But we were like 22, right? So like, so when you're 22, it feels like it's a long yeah. time. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not looking a good fraction of your whole life
1: yeah. at that point. And uh, I would <laughs> say for, even for me, prior to the two years, it's that my mind is always been on business. So uh, what I would say is, okay, it was, it's two, that was those two years of focus failure. However, for example, and I think for a lot of people listening is in even wanting to get into entrepreneurship or into that kind of field, you have to understand, like, do you still have some sort of, is that something that you'd want to do or, or explore? For example, for myself, I immigrated, uh, with my parents to Canada when I was about nine, 10 years old, um, we didn't really have money. So when I saw other kids going to the movies and doing stuff, I was to say to my mom, hey, can I have some money? And like, go, well, we don't have any. And then my mom, you know, divorced my dad. So the money was really tight. And then uh, I was like, okay, so if I want money, she's like, I have to go out and make it. So then I would just start, for example, you know, I heard, my sister knew this guy who would like wholesale flowers to like minors. And then you can go to like strip mall plazas and sell these flowers to people. So I was like 11 years old, this Russian immigrant kid barely speaking English like hustling flowers to people in parking lots. Uh, And at the end of the day, you kind of, you you pay for what the flowers, whatever the guy wholesales you for, and you make your cut. So already at 11 years old, I was learning about, sales i was learning about like okay profit uh margin marketing tactics like so i was so when we talk about you know, like preparation so it was like it was at a decade by, by the time i was like 21 22 whatever we had that business and i'll have other ventures the the side hustle that i got fired for Where um kind of there was a uh, an opportunity where you can Buy cars in the U.S. and certain people in Russia would want to buy it. So we would kind of broker the cars. We would find the cars, we would ship it over to Russia, do all the paperwork, and do and and make kind of commission for that. So there's all these kind of ventures and, and things that we, I, I would do as a way to make money. You know, to be able because I didn't, I never had parents uh, who would be able to give me money. So, you know, and my mom can even tell you how of stories where I'll be like 13, 14 years old, taking like my whole family to like, you know, a restaurant or or, or have like my own you know gear and basketball. Like I would be able to prov- provide for myself. So and that's what I mean about uh, to anybody listening really is that sometimes it really does take. You don't know that those little things actually prepare you, because and I I would actually say a lot of the street hustle is so relevant, especially in the early entrepreneurship, because it's all about that um, real life experience. <laughs> real life experience. You know, one of my um, we don't watch much TV, but I remember back in the day. I love this show. It was called. I remember about New York. Something about. There's about these New York hustlers. And that's why I really appreciate, like, you know, guys like peddling jeans on on the street and things like that. So, like, those kind of things can take for granted because it's all about like, oh, what business school did you go to? But I went to business school as well. And I would say I've learned way more uh, on the kind of the streets in a certain regard versus actual business. Because business school only teaches you stuff that you need, like, when you have a big business. But most people are not dealing with big business. They're dealing with just human to human, really small business.
0: What do you think are some standout factors for you guys to make the first like million in that year that compared to a lot of people that may have been working to create this idea or cultivate this thing and gain momentum and all that for a long time. And then they just quit because it never happened. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah you, Alex can talk about it a lot. Actually, it's he has this formula called QVCA and um yeah you, know, you can go into that but i think like we didn't realize at first what we were doing because it was our first business like an actual business because before that it was more like we were providing services but this was the first business where we had a like a physical product
1: like you have a yeah. physical product right
2: and then like maybe a few years later we looked back and we're like okay let's figure out what exactly did we do because there must be something that we were doing right and we really wanna understand it so we can also share it with people. So then we understood that there were a few things that we're doing right that people can apply in anything that they do and um, the formula, Alex calls it QVCA and it stands for quality value, uh, consistency and authenticity, so you can get into the quality
1: yeah. if you want. Yeah, I'll say also with in regards to like QV QVCA. One of the reasons why I kind of pinned that is, you know, the biggest shopping network in the U.S. and probably the world is QVC. Yeah, QVC. And uh, with QVC, uh, I really believe that's not the way we want to sell. You know, that's not the way. I I believe that's outdated model Uh, yes they still make billions of dollars Mm -hmm. and people purchase that way however for myself I really don't believe that's the way that people especially our generation will Mm -hmm. wants to really consume or buy stuff we really want to be able to um, consume products where the content how uh, the certain products are uh, communicated to us are in a way that, uh, show off the potential of what this product can do. Yeah. So for example, uh, so getting, I guess, before getting to the whole formula of QVCA, it's really about, um, I think there's prior to that, there was also the thing of, uh, that's very important to mention is that YouTube. and. The reason that our business took off as much as it did is that you, as any business, you have to have leverage. And how do you have leverage in order to get the eyeballs you need to be able to help your business grow? And, uh, I think we're still even eight years later or nine years later, later after we started then, you still have just... Uh, is this is just the beginning? As we were speaking mm-hmm. earlier, we're really living through the industrial—it's not even an industrial revolution, but through creative revolution, through a creative revolution, <laughs> whatever you may call it. Where, indiv- just regular people, individual like us, now have—you know—we're sitting in the room with, with a little device that we're able to record pretty much studio sound, then be able to distribute it through a, a network where anybody around the world can just tune in and and subscribe and listen to this, which is like incredible. Like we're, we're sitting on literally and using billions of dollars worth of infrastructure that we can just dabble and play around with. So with, uh, so, so with, um, uh, us, we, we understood right away that, uh, the way to leverage and to get, kind of exposure is through YouTube. So right away, I told Mimi and her sister with our first business, when we got the idea, was like, okay, you're going to start creating YouTube videos and YouTube content um, to help uh, distribute uh, ideas around how this product can actually be used in real life. Because the most important thing to understand for people when they're selling a product is nobody cares about your product. So, for example, mm-hmm. let's say you're, you, your product is a, a line... A line band. Yeah. A line band. So, let's be real. Like, nobody... Can we swear here? Pass away. Okay. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and, it, and what I mean by that is that it, a lot of people and business people, they get precious about their product, but you have to understand that nobody cares. Okay. Once you have that realization, you understand that. Okay. How do I make people care? Well, you make people care is by understanding what they're looking for and their needs. So through content, you can actually create content that this uh, demonstrates to what mm. they are actually after, and what they're looking for. Yeah, so how is say, it
2: going to solve their problem, their issue that it, they're dealing also with? Also,
0: emotional connection, right? Something like to identify with. Mm-hmm. Is that something you guys ponder on at all with that? Of
2: course, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you remember the what are they called? The the um, back in like the I think it was the twenties, thirties. They had. They called them freedom sticks, mm-hmm. cigarettes. They got mm-hmm. women to start smoking cigarettes. Because it was like represented a phallus and it was like this whole right. thing where it was like, like their liberation. stand against men yeah. liberation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you have all these these women mm-hmm. marching down the street with cigarettes in their in their faces, and it was these freedom sticks.
2: How much has changed? <laughs> you know, and
0: so if you take the cigarette itself, it's like, oh, what is yeah. that? It's just this thing that causes cancer or whatever. I think tobacco has a but lot it's of what it potential represented. value. But they sold them. No, it's not just that. It's a freedom mm-hmm. stick.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> what I stand for. Yeah. So with <laughs> us, what we so what we did was is just create content around our product was hair extension, so It was like all about hair, but it was not about the product. We never pitched or sold the product. Right. What we did was just create content about um, hair tutorials. So people, women are looking for how to create different hairstyles or how to have better hair or certain hair products. And they're just coming up on our page and then realizing, oh, like how come her hair looks way longer and better than mine and then they just dig into it and make the realization themselves that hey like well if I have this product I'll be able to create let's say certain hairstyles that I can't because my hair is shorter for example another if you see also a lot of other great businesses for example you know your friend Aubrey with it what makes that a great business as well they generate a lot of free valuable content that just make people who are not even at all even interested in Onit products let's say then become interested because they'll say they're just listening to Aubrey's podcast and they're like, Oh cool. Maybe I should check this out or same with your podcast. Maybe they're just tuning in just for this conversation. Then they hear me mentioning about your Align band all of a sudden, like what's this Align band? What's Alex talking about? Mm-hmm. Then people get curious, but the way you got them in, is through actually getting them, uh, for example, entertainment or knowledge or anything mm. else. So that's the kind of the, the the preface that I want to mention is that that's what we focus on and understood is that content is a really powerful form of storytelling to um, get people intrigued. Uh, but also create a relationship with yeah. your audience yeah. because They're people poor. don't,
2: they don't want to just buy from anybody. I think like, the customers and the consumers we're dealing with now, and we are now ourselves as like that educated customer. We wanna support somebody we believe in, and we wanna like the philosophy. Of course I'm generalizing here, but I believe that's where consumer movement is going towards. Yeah. And I think having that story and having that philosophy and having that content as big part of your business yeah. can only help you grow and it's scale. It's crazy.
0: Like It feels like the creation of tribes is really valuable, you know, and oh massive and it seems like present day maybe I just Maybe because I'm from the present day. It's what (laughs) I see Um, But you have so much more opportunity to create this deep relationship with the people that you purchase your crap from via things like podcasts and via you know all these outlets that back in the day it was like you know, you just get blasted with this quick little advertisement thing, and it was like you see sometimes. Actually, sometimes I'll see that with especially even recording podcasts. Sometimes with people that are like older, you know, they come from that generation. There's the almost this mode, mm-hmm. you know, where like oh, like little sound bites, or people that do TV only yeah. do TV, and they're not really familiar with like long form conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything's packed down in this little sound bite, but it's right. not real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You it's know? Very rehearsed, yeah. Yeah, and Staged it feels to me, me like people are like, "I'm over that shit." Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: if
1: you're not a real human, I don't want your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that. Yeah, yeah, I think
2: I, I, that's where I, it's all going. Yeah, right. I, I think. So right.
1: I believe it's it's for sure. I'll, I still don't discount the other previous yeah. kind of I, that thing still works. Yeah, QVC still it's sells like billions psychology. of the products. Still like, ways to that like still hack goes into that. thing. However, I believe, especially in regards to. Uh, the newer generation or even the current generation more and more people are waking up more and more people want to deal with humans and it's going back to that kind of community feel at least even on a world scale like even though we live in London our businesses are based in say Toronto, Canada we deal mostly with US uh, customers it doesn't matter because as long as we're speaking the same language and we're communicating in the a ser- a ser- a same way that people are able to understand and where they're able to connect with us, yeah. the connection is the most important thing that matters. And and that form of community or being able to be part of something. Uh, but going back to the QVCA, just to give people some tips in regards to content generation, even for you creating yeah, this, you might be doing this without, lawyers. yeah, without understanding this. Is that so? What we realize in regards to ooh, uh, content that, uh, and how content can lead to sales. However, when you create content, you have to understand number one, as Mimi said, quality, are you creating quality content? So if for example you're creating podcasts well you have to at least have the basics meaning have a decent mic you know don't record in windy conditions uh, make sure people can understand and comprehend what you're saying and it's it's still pleasant to the ears. at the same time don't overdo it a lot of people think okay i'm gonna start or they uh, don't start because they think oh i need to have these you know uh, most expensive mics for two grand i need to have be in a studio like you're overthinking it like look who here are our mics mics cost like under 100 bucks like that thing okay cost a few hundred bucks okay this is it's still more expensive setup you can have a, a a setup even for less it'll still sound decent so with the thing with quality is like your quality can be too low but it doesn't have to be too high. As long as you're like in the middle, it should be fine. And same thing with video. Yep. Video is actually overproduced videos actually don't work as well. So well. Not yeah. on YouTube. As it feels yeah. Less yeah. Personal. Uh, yeah. So like that's one of the things to consider when quality, but quality also feeds to the next thing that we talk about in QVCA is also value. Is your content delivering value? And what does that mean in terms of value? Is it entertaining? Is it educational? Uh, is this some way of um, helping people out? Um, as long as you're delivering some sort of value to people, that's what you have to understand. It's like, this is the, the content you're creating. And once again, it's not about you. It's not about your company. But what do you really, how are you... Really getting people interested in what you're doing to get them intrigued and to come to you to want to listen to the, or or watch or or, or, or you know uh, come to whatever you're creating. That's to value. The last two bits yeah. are the most important, and this is the thing that even I'm aware of this and I fail this all the time, and I'm conscious of it. So you got quality, you got value. Are you being consistent? So many people start creating, they Mm -hmm. do for six videos or they do for six podcast episodes and they quit. It didn't work yeah I don't have a million followers I did 12 videos (laughs) exactly and and it's and I think you know you being in more of the fitness space you understand it's the same thing with your body or your mind is that you have to be consistent with a practice to get the results that you want but so many people believe that they can just have a magic pill and all of a sudden they're gonna be overnight success and that's not the the fact that's not gonna happen so right away even with us we were very consistent we said okay we're gonna commit to doing one Video a week, or at the beginning, it was even two videos a week for like a year or two at least, and that's what we did. And with time, you know, we all everybody who you see who has millions of followers, whatever they everybody starts at zero, right? And that's the most important thing to understand. Yes, sometimes people get lucky on algorithm, it does happen, (laughs) you know, in regards to like you can be at the right place at the right time with the algorithm, whether it be Instagram or YouTube or podcast or whatever it may be, however. Uh, there's uh, overall though the consistent p- consistency piece is important because you have to see consistency is the way you're planting seeds for uh, you be able to get found. So it's the same thing, you know, uh, as if you're creating videos or podcasting. The more content you create and the more you know search engine op- optimization, whatever you want to call it, but it's really just a different way for people uh, to find. Uh, your content. That's why it's important when you're titling your stuff or naming it that it's something that people can are looking for and that they find they will find. That's why it's good to have. For example, if you have a podcast, you even have uh, up on your blog. Blogging is not dead at all. Um, and and so that's consistency. The other part of consistency that is very important is is your content consistent. Meaning, if you are if you have a certain area of expertise, or a certain area you're, you're producing, stick to that. Right. Don't swing too much into like cat videos, for example. You know, like if you're doing, let's say fitness stuff, why are you showing me cats? Or like, I don't really don't care about your cats. I came to you because I wanna learn about being more fit or being more mindful, whatever it is. So you really have to be consistent and create a certain expertise. So for example, Luxie Hair, one of our first channels, that became one of the largest channels on YouTube with, you know, uh, I think it's almost like, I think half a, almost half a billion views or something like that on hair tutorials that we've created. And through that content, we were then able to generate millions of dollars, right? But it was all in a way strategic uh, and most importantly, uh, consistent to make sure that we're producing hair content because our product is hair. So for example, for you, let's say with a, a line band, is, let's say it's on YouTube, you want to create content that will help people who are looking who where your product will benefit them. Right. And whether it be, it be in fitness or well-being, whatever, um, you are the expert. You know what the, your people are looking for. And the last one, which I believe is the most underrated but the most important, is authenticity meaning is this is the content you're producing actually authentic to uh, what your our interests are or what you're actually good at so for example mimi wasn't actually like a, a hair expert <laughs> right however she was so people say oh that's not really authentic to her she's not a hairdresser she's not a professional so how who has the who why does she have the right to do this on youtube the reality is she was genuinely interested in, in learning herself how to do certain hair tutorials and um, how to teach others. And that's why she was effective because it, it felt genuine and authentic when people watched. You it. You have felt- to enjoy it. I think yeah. ultimately
2: people will feel the energy you're putting out. And the feedback I've always gotten from my videos regardless of what it was about, whether it was a vlog, a hair tutorial, is that, like, you brought a certain type of energy that I enjoyed watching. And you can only bring that energy if you genuinely enjoy what you're putting yeah. out. And you that can't comes fake back it. the people consistency can, as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, all the other ones. So, authenticity is so huge because it's something that people will sense. And yep. it's like the body language, you're huge into that as well, right? Yeah. Like, it's the way you present yourself, it's the eye contact, it's everything. And you really can't fake that.
0: What kind of... Struggles do you guys experience in your relationship, slash business <laughs> partnership, slash mother and fatherhood? That's slash a very <laughs> interesting question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you have very heavy questions. What struggles? Well, I mean, um, struggles, really. It's You're not something we talk a lot about, it. actually. I'd say for us, because we do everything together from work to like real life and then parenting. And then, um, yeah, we used to spend a lot of time together before, like with Alex, literally would be like 24-7 together. And then um, now that, you know, we have Alexa, our daughter, she's two and a half, I spend a lot of time with her at home and I just work from home and Alex prefers to go to the office. So our current struggle is the fact that we actually enjoy being together, like physically 24-7. And like it's actually hard for us not to be together because like we are so like, we're always talking about work, like, it's, there's no separation for us, because work is what our life is, and yeah, people say, like, you have to have the balance, of course, yeah, you do, but I think if you really enjoy what you do, like, you really don't ever feel like you're working, like, I can always talk about it, and just makes me excited, it makes me feel feel alive, so I feel for us now, it's, like, getting easier, because Alexa's starting nursery part-time, and then, you know, she'll be three, we'll start more and more, like, we miss that. Ability to, like, physically work together all the time, like, every day. Because I think we're more, we're more powerful when we do that. Like, it's just a whole different energy.
0: you feel dependent on each other?
2: No, absolutely not. No. You
0: both feel like you're coming in at 100, like we mentioned earlier.
2: It's a very important thing for us. I, I think I, I, in a way we do important. depend, but it's, like, very consciously we work on being independent and, like, happy, fulfilled individually. Yeah. And then uh, bringing in 100
1: Yeah, I would say it's not as opposed to being 50-50 what I would add is it's not that it's dependency I just believe what we've experienced is is when you do come together in a partnership or and it can be it doesn't have to be a romantic partnership it can be a business partnership however sometimes when there are certain synergies that you just magnify and that's what can happen with um, I think great partnerships like I said it doesn't have to be romantic it just all of a sudden just sparks fly and you're able to create just way more than you could by yourself you complement. so yeah so you complement. is there a dependency i guess sort of you know i i like you know one of the things that we talked to with you uh the other night is about you know kind of masculine and feminine and you know and kind of a whole thing about mimi has a book about bingo theory about masculine and feminine energy and in that me actually being more of the, you know, feminine strength as Mimi calls it in the book, some can refer it to beta, uh, and, and it can be as a more negative thing. However, it's not a negative thing. And for me, it's where I have certain strengths in that, where I'm more laid back. I'm not as driven as Mimi. Mimi is actually more a masculine strength female meaning she is more alpha she she's ambitious she wants to drive if it was up to me i'll probably just chill and coast a lot of times (laughs) however because we're together i'm like oh crap and that's why we work together like i get i'm way more productive when mimi's in the office i'm like okay like i have to get stuff done versus like oh i'll just schedule two-hour lunches and and just hang out alex is
2: super creative and he's like he has such high emotional intelligence but is not as driven, let's say, as I am. So yeah, like when you combine that and the drive and the consistency, because I'm the person who's always like, we gotta put out consistent work, and whether it's creative work or just any type of work, then you have that magic happen. And um, yeah, I think that's the beauty of our relationship business and personal.
0: What do you think that drive is in the first place? I was listening to a thing today about like the Maasai people and like pygmy cultures and all that and like, the amount of like traditional hunter-gatherer societies, the amount of work they put in each day is very small mm-hmm. in comparison to Western culture. Meanwhile, they're dramatically happier than Western culture if you mm-hmm. actually quantify it and go in. Like there's been, you know, MIT researchers went down to the Paraha people and like studied how much they're smiling and they smile a freak ton. You know, meanwhile they're just cruising <laughs> around like gathering fish, and you know, if they catch fish that day, they smile. If they don't catch fish that day, they mm-hmm. smile. Mm. You know, I, I, I always wonder what like the, the, the seed of mm-hmm. drive is in Western culture in, yeah. in general. Have you ever like thought into that?
2: I think for me, I don't know about the Western culture in general. Why? I mean, I can have all these theories, but right. I can only talk about it from personal experience. For me, the drive comes from that personal fulfillment of living my purpose. Mm. I feel very clear about why I'm here and what my value is. Like what i need to deliver so then it's just about doing it so it's hard for me to escape that and just chill sometimes because i feel like time is so precious and nobody knows how much we have and i'm very excited about doing what i do and that's what drives me every single day and that's why i'm like oh we have so much to do it's like not enough time you know sometimes i'm like, like so excited i'm like why do we need to go to sleep like i would rather just like work and do things
0: how do you stumble into purpose
2: how do i stumble into purpose <laughs> yeah do you like build purpose do i you, think the purpose comes from self-awareness for me anyways that's is that does that make sense Yeah, I think a lot of people look for purpose, but it it comes from, like, finding who you are more and more. Like, for me, a lot of my purpose came from, I mean, a lot of my awareness of purpose came from doing meditation. Actually, that's something we didn't talk about, like, a couple of nights ago when you were over, is that when we started our business and we made that first million in the first year, I got severely depressed and anxious. And in a way, like, I was living this dream life where I'm married to the love of my life. Relationship is great. I'm healthy and young. I can buy anything I want. I can go to any place in the world, which has always been, like, a dream of mine. And yet, I'm severely depressed, like, to the point where I got so anxious. Like, I was even socially anxious. Like, I didn't want to leave the house. Like, it would just give me so much energy just to, like, do a simple task. And it was really scary and dark place of um, to be in, and of my life. But also, it taught me so much because before that, I always was under the impression, coming from um, a family who had very little financially. I believe that when we make it big and like when I have money, that's when I'll be happy. That's when like I'll be like on top of it. I guess emotionally as well. But that was such a big lie and myth. I think that's what we're all sold through traditional media or just media in general. And then getting there so fast, like I just didn't expect that, it was so overwhelming. But also I realized it does nothing to me and it was like a big crash of, not identity, but like values, I think. And then I almost had to like reevaluate everything. Like, okay, so why, then what, what am I here for? Like, what's my purpose? Okay, if it's not the money and attaining like superficial success, then what is it? And thankfully, I stumbled upon Vipassana meditation because Alex's sister done that to heal her insomnia like years ago. And it really, I would say, saved my life. Yeah, I'm so grateful I did that.
0: How long did the elation last upon reaching your monetary goal or whatever the goal was
2: <laughs> what do you mean by elation like did
0: you have a moment where it's like cool I have like so you on your Instagram you yeah. have like over a million followers yeah. so I don't know what it is exactly but it's like yeah. I'd imagine there was a moment where you're no. 999 Abs- where you're probably like oh no there's I don't nothing. yeah
2: there's zero attachment it's very consciously beautiful um, it's very ca- it's something I'm very cautiously working on I had a friend over yesterday when we had a friend over yesterday here and she said well how did you feel because we recently sold Luxie hair the business we were talking about just yeah. now and it you know, it was a great thing. Like we got exactly what we wanted. We're not attached to the business anymore. We don't even have to be there, which is so unique. And she's like, So how did you feel? Like, did you celebrate? Like do you feel like like it's like you're so accomplished now? Right. And I'm like, I felt like nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> the day was sold, Alex and I were like, Okay. So what do we do next? We're not motivated or excited. I'm very grateful though, I want to make it clear that I'm still extremely grateful because it's so incredible to be in a position to create a business and then sell a business and have all this financial abundance, but I don't take it lightly. I believe you given financial abundance or creative inspiration to do something with it. Um, And again, I don't take that lightly. And that's where through meditation, I just became aware that my purpose here is really to do the work that I'm here to do. And anytime I face a dark period of time, I also use that as an inspiration then to share people how I got out of it. Mm, You know, instead of being a victim, it's like, okay, so this is an interesting time. Let me learn and get myself out of this. And then I can share like, it's a beautiful thing. So it's something I remind myself when I go through challenges in life, I'm like, okay, this is something I'm going to share with lots of people now. (laughs) you know but when you said about the like having whatever Instagram followers More
0: I just money. like the in, the Instagram I would expect that not to be yeah. as big of a thing but like your first time you made a million dollars whatever your goal was yeah, in like yeah, your yeah. early 20s were like we've arrived and then that led to the depression yeah absolutely that was that was what yeah. I meant by it, the moment it happened of arriving
2: so fast. no there was no moment of arrival because that was depression
0: okay I feel it coming I had, You're like oh god no, it I had had years, to, I'll have nothing to work for
2: I had complete apathy I didn't want to buy anything I like literally nothing really changed I actually didn't even want to travel because the goal was to like travel the world and like live in all these places in the world And we did that a little bit But then I said Alex, you know I'd rather just be in one place now and like actually figure the stuff out because when you're moving around It's kind of like you it's hard to do that because you're all you don't know where you're eating where you're sleeping like It's very mentally consuming to be like Constantly traveling so I said no, I think we should go back and like I really need to deal with this stuff. And it was a great decision. And then we got an office and we decided actually the four hour work week is not something we want to do. Like we want to have a base. I think it's mentally um, important to have a base. You can still travel a lot, but like it's good to have an anchor in life. And um, that's what we've been practicing ever since that period of life.
1: Yeah. And the unique thing about Mimi though, like is that as you asked and she said, she didn't actually like she, for her it was instant. I remember we started our business and uh, in about two months, we were traveling south of France for a trip that we booked prior to even starting the business. We're like, we're gonna make it, (laughs) <laughs> we booked this trip to South Friends. It was very frugal. So mm. it sounds fancy that we're going to yeah. South Friends, but we got this place for like from through couch surfing for like 740 for like,
2: a month euros, uh, yeah. which is like unheard of.
1: With ocean views, which is pretty yeah. credible. So couch surfing, <laughs> it's not only just for staying on people's couches for free, but you can also rent or find some people where you can rent pretty nice places for really, for really low. Um, no, not sponsored,
2: <laughs> yeah. This is years ago. I don't know, what yeah. Couch I, surfing, couch is still surfing there. If you're listening,
1: taking yeah. sponsors, yes, I, I, exactly. I, 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 come to I, us, I, 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 yeah. Come to Aaron Alexander. Uh, but uh, what I was saying about that is that it was u- unique where Mimi it hit her right away. So it's not like we're rolling in a dough right away. Like we, we, our business was take was doing well in the first two, three months, but it wasn't like we're making millions of dollars, right? And when Mimi says, like we made a million our first year, it was a million revenue, right? We did eventually make millions, right? Uh, personally, um, however, uh, the reality was for me. That's why it didn't hit me right away. I'm like, I don't know why you're getting like depressed here. Like, this is not CERN at all. Like, that's how in my mind. Like, like depressed too soon. Yeah, <laughs> too soon. We still need you. Exactly. <laughs> so what, I, what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I was I was actually more more logical in in, in this situation where I was like uh well this is not certain how long is this gonna last is this for real like is this actually happening and we didn't even have like a full year cycle so i, I for for me I, I, it, it took a delay and for me like as t- to your question for me personally it took a certain number
0: in it the took bank yeah
1: it took over seven figures in the bank account yeah because i thought hey once i have a, like a million bucks in my and bank account exactly. and and my dream car and a house and whatever like i i, I so made it that moment of seeing so the I had zero that. click over <laughs>
0: that's the interesting like no i didn't no i didn't that? say like
1: it wasn't like a certain moment like that but i'll say once again having uh, having a certain vision of what you think you've made it is yeah and going up to, up to there so like buying that car buying that house having opening up your bank account and seeing seven figures in there and then being like, Oh shit, I'm no different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still the same changed. person. Nothing's yeah. changed.
0: It's just a fucking digital number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like That's like oh, probably, you know, at any day the bank could crash and like, yeah. sorry, your digital numbers are going down. They're different <laughs> now. You're like, What? I based my whole identity off of that for the last exactly. seventeen years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but it's gone. Whole system. That was exactly. all that was all <laughs> illusion. Sorry. <laughs> Over so <laughs> Trump fucked it up.
1: <laughs> you're really scaring me now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Diversified. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and yeah. same thing like with car, right? You, 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 you know, you make yourself up to think you're so cool in this convertible, or whatever, and you have it. And like I said, for me, then I'm like, then I got to my dark place too. And then I'm like, okay, I now get uh, what, what you're experiencing. And for me, it was like a long time. It was a long journey. And that's when I started hitting those, you know, when life really becomes gray. And I think life becomes gray when you stop having purpose. When you stop, when your purpose was just to have a lifestyle or just to have money, right? And then you reach that. And for Mm -hmm. us, the thing is, for so many people in society, they just keep going on the, you know, on that wheel. They're like, okay, I, I got this car but you know, I really need a Bentley or I really need a Ferrari or I'm flying. I need to fly business or I need to fly private or like there's always more. When you get to the
0: top of one, you know, hedonic treadmill thing, then you're at the bottom of the next one. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're like, Oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) So for, like, I was if, almost at the top before. Yeah. So for Mimi, it was like she kind of understood right away. Does not make sense? Uh, for me, it took a while, and then we're in it together. And we're like, okay, th- this doesn't really matter. And that's actually about the time for 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 us when we did create the five minute journal. And I was, I guess, one of the reasons why the five minute journal was created was because we we're also looking for a way to get ourselves out of that dark hole. And like, what habit can I create? in order to shift my mindset to not just be focused on like scarcity and that, like, why is the world so gray? Uh, it sucks and whatever, because the world can get really dark, like really fast and how, and it, the mind just just zeroes in to wherever y- you want it to go. And sometimes it's not in a healthy place. Yeah.
0: So when the world gets dark, like that was something, again, listen to the same thing about the, the, the tribes and such. One of the things that the the researchers related to their happiness was that they always know that they'll know how to survive. They always know that the forest or the jungle will provide. And, you know, it's like no matter what happens, I, I have the skills to survive. I can build a house. I can catch more fish. I can... So there's this deep sensation mm-hmm. of, of, like, this stability and support because I'm connected, I'm truly connected mm-hmm. to my environment. Mm-hmm. And it feels to me as though, like, Western culture predominantly is fairly disconnected from your environment. Absolutely. And our yeah. access point is, like, this, like, you know, plastic credit card. Yep. But <laughs> <We don't laughs> on you know, trust. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I like, I don't know. It, you're, it feels almost like it's it's like we're the anchor point it's not really fully attached to anything it feels like it's kind of like floating hmm you feel that at all?
1: Yeah, I I think... Yeah. You, you, I, I could be making
0: sure... I'm obviously like tinfoil hat guy. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> I, 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 you're pretty like... I guess you unplugged yourself from the Matrix. Uh, no, I'm fully connected in the Matrix. Whatever promise, you want to no. call it. Uh, <laughs> i fully addicted to myself, I promise. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, part of the tribe. I think for, for most for most people outside the bubble, especially outside of the bubble of Venice and uh, Erwan market and things like that, it's like... It, most people are in the grind you know and i think that's why people are tuning into podcasts like yours or others is there this is a way these kind of conversations is a way for people to realize like oh crap like they just listening to this podcast just burst my bubble that you know why these people come like saying that they got depressed by getting their dreams like that won't happen to me Right? But in reality, if you look at, and if you actually study mm-hmm. people, especially people with lots of money, a lot of them are not happy. Yeah. And having, it's not that, and once again, don't get it twisted where you can have an unhealthy relationship with money and money is evil and all that stuff. I'm just saying that you have to understand what is the point of you making more money, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times actually the, the opposite, yeah. some really wealthy people are really wealthy because they just, are really focusing on their purpose, and one of the things I didn't understand before, for example, like why do you keep working when you have lots of money? Like I never understood that. I'm like that's so stupid. Like you just make you like you already have like more money than than you need for a lifetime. Why do you keep working? But now I understand the reason these people keep working is because well, either they're just they keep wanting to have more power or whatever or more money. That's one, but. And there's a different side as well from the people I came across, where they're really working because it's not for the money. They're just they'll put themselves on a the dollar salary, like they don't care. They're just really working because it's their art, it's their way, it's their purpose, it's their way to create or work on a, a something special. So uh, that's one of the things I think for people can skip. So what I tell people now is like, yes, you can go on, and if you really want to go after, you know, making lots of money and material possession and things like that, it's cool. Go ahead. Do it, but you can save yourself time by actually try and go after your purpose now. And hey, and if your purpose and if your fulfillment only makes you forty or fifty grand a year, and you just live a regular life, but you're freaking happy, do that, right? Because I think that's a lot more empowering than being miserable, making whatever six figures or seven figures, what is, but you're not actually fulfilled in what you do or or the type of work that you do or the kind of. Uh, Community around or relationships around that is so much more valuable. Like I think we mean you were talking about this before. I mentioned it, but in Ray, Ray Dalio's book, Principles, and this guy's like a mega billionaire, one of the wealthiest people in the world. He talks about his biggest learning is that the most important thing in life is doing meaningful work and having meaningful relationships into your life. It's that so simple. True. And that means you don't need to be a billionaire. You mm-hmm. need to be a millionaire. You can be a regular person. But as long as you have purpose and value, you have meaningful work that you believe is meaningful. And to everybody, that's a different thing. You can be a janitor. You can think you're doing meaningful work because you're actually cleaning up the place and making it better for other people. That is meaningful. or And having meaningful relationships in in that workplace or with other people. So that I think it's really important for us to start redefining the way of, uh, of just instead of this treadmill of like more, 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 and this person is successful because success is, is very different. Right. So that's what we realize for ourselves really is that, um, it's do, do you and do what makes you happy. And even like us, for example, recently selling our business, a lot of people think like, Oh, wow. Like you guys like really made it or sold your business. Selling your business was actually a dumb decision financially, What I mean by that, if you actually, if I ask any of my friends who are also, you know, financially wealthy, they'll, they'll say that if you have a, if somebody else is willing to pay money for your business, like the reason they're willing to pay money for your business, because they have liquid capital, they have cash that needs to be exercised so it can generate more money. And just because you have one cash event doesn't mean you you won't, how do you then replace that income and get income coming in? Because once you start, the reason why so many lotto people go broke is because they still have a poor mentality. And the poor mentality is You're not generated income just because you have a lot of money. That doesn't mean you can't spend it. You know, you need to think of how do you invest money and capital to regenerate it. So I'm saying for us, the way we really thought about our decision about to sell the business is just we just weren't as aligned with that business. Although it's a great business, it generates lots of cash. But if Mimi and I. We have
2: evolved, you know. Beyond yeah, we've the- evolved
1: beyond just selling hair extensions to people. It's a great business. As lots of, it truly does add value to people. It makes lots of people happy. It's just not what we're into right now. So we, as humans, want to evolve. We want to do stuff that is more aligned to us, where we believe we can bring even more value to people. And we're trying to let go of stuff. To create more space and to, time. Yeah, to create to do more. do s- more
2: of what we're aligned with. Yeah. Yeah, because and focus is everything. If you really want to be successful at whatever you're doing, you have to have focus of what you're doing. And it's something we've learned over time because we're trying to do so many things at the same time. And we're like, okay, this is why it's not working. You know, to have traction, you have to have laser focus. And, you know, we're very idealistic. We believe that if we do the right thing, we're, we're going to attract abundance. We've seen it happen. And now we have a strong belief in that.
0: We got to go get food. Yeah.
1: Good <laughs> question. Do you, do you want to do a food break or do you want to keep going?
0: Well, whatever. I'm indifferent. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I mean, Dude, are you
1: hungry? No, because they just, that's why I was looking yeah, by yeah, the phone. Probably. because yeah. they, they said it. But we could
0: have a, I you, mean, we can go for another. This is about the end of it anyway. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll okay. keep all this stuff in yeah. here, by the way. We're still recording. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> we haven't had dinner yet we're working hard for the listeners up so i was curious with like the when you're going through the dark Mm. phase how does one did you go through one as as well like a collapse yeah uh, yeah, i said yeah yeah so both of you guys had that oh so so what how did how do you guys both of you individually or maybe together (laughs) What's like the process of kind of coming back into feeling homeostatic?
2: So for me, it was definitely Vipassana. I tried so many things. I went to see like a shrink and read all these books and tried to Reiki and all these things, you know, like alternative things, because I went to my doctor and they said, well, here's some antidepressants. And I said, okay, fine, but this is not going to solve the root issue of like, I want to know why this is happening and I don't want to take pills for the rest of my life. Like so it was the, like
0: clinical depression. You were like diagnosed depressed.
2: No, I wasn't diagnosed. I just went for an appointment and I described what I was going through and she said, like, well, we've here's a prescription. Got, we've, got,
0: we've got the remedy. And, you <laughs> know, great. like,
2: just take this. And then I, when I asked her for an alternative, she said, well, look into yoga and like whatever. Yeah. Like, they're not trained to help you with alternative solutions Go for somebody alternative for that. Yeah. So I, mean, I was like, okay, great. At least, it. yeah, she, she was kind enough to suggest that. I mean, so yeah, I did yoga and then um, eventually I kind of pushed myself into meditation because it was going on a 10 day silent meditation retreat was one of my biggest fears because I'm a super extrovert. I love to be around people. I love talking and it was like a death sentence to be like silent for 10 days and like in a very remote place. Was a very scary thing for me, but because I was so close to like losing it, like literally losing it, like you said last time, like having all your marbles together, like they weren't all <laughs> together at that point. I just realized that I need to face my biggest fear. That's the only way
0: out. What is having your marbles dispersed? What feel is like look like? It
2: just you you have no focus. You have like you just I don't know. It's so hard to describe it. You just so feel so overwhelmed. You can't really function in this reality i feel like you can't really be yourself you don't even know where you are anymore right it's not necessarily a bad thing
0: no as you say as you saying, it seems like no. a reformation yeah absolutely
2: know? it's an evolution it's a reformation it's a it's 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 like what i realized after because we were at the same time renovating a place i realized i'm just going through construction like internally <laughs> like in order to have a nicer place you need to yeah construct the place you're just you can't go to a nicer place overnight you need to bring in all these tools and people sometimes and go through the mess and chaos and it was a great metaphor because like we were renovating and i was like okay like i get it this gives me hope and yeah it was a probably two years like it was around like i was around 25 i think so i called it the quarter life crisis But really, it was after Vipassana, I was just in such more powerful, emotionally powerful place. And then just kept practicing, not super regularly, not like daily or anything. But then I went back again, like I told you earlier today, like um, for another 10-day, but serving and meditating. And then, yeah, that was really it. So I do practice it, but not every day, to be honest. And... I just see so much value from it. Not only connecting to yourself, having purpose and clarity, but also bringing out the creativity out of myself. Yeah, yeah. it's just, you. Just, I get so many ideas in meditation. I mean, that's not the purpose. The purpose mm-hmm. is just not to, you know, to just focus on your breath sensation, but all these things come to me because you create spa- space and we hardly ever just create space and do nothing because we have these iPhones and iPads and there's just so much distraction in the modern life. Android
1: devices too. (laughs) Whatever,
2: Android devices as well. There's so many of them out there too. And they take beautiful pictures, by the way. Um, So I find that is so valuable, if not the most valuable thing, that I wonder sometimes why I don't do more of it. But... I have a toddler in the house, so that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I think just go, going—I guess—to my side as well and see Mimi's uh, reformation doing it together. A few things that have really helped me as well. I would say for sure, you know, the, the, for us, the, the, that was really the birth and the basis of creating the five-minute journal. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so for me, the daily practice of, of it. having the daily practice yeah. of doing that of gratitude of what are you know three amazing things that happened today did
0: you get that from somewhere else like did you get a recommendation to start making a, a gratitude list because i feel like you in a large part i think popularized like the five minute journal i think has been really impactful at least in the communities that i'm around <laughs> it's crazy yeah. uh how impactful
1: it's been right so it's so but you know the funny yeah. story yeah sorry go ahead oh, go ahead <laughs> what
2: <laughs> no because i was gonna talk about the funny stories and we totally forgot this until very recently like we met somebody randomly in a coffee shop oh, and like I yes. st- I s- just sparked a conversation. I do that very rarely, but when I do, I like make lifelong friends.
1: This is so true. So She was
2: journaling and I was just really curious. I'm a very curious person. So I was like, Oh, should I ask? Should I not? And she looked like an interesting person. I said, Finally, I braved enough and I was like, What are you journaling about? I'm so curious. And she showed us these like printout papers. She's a lady in her 50s, probably now she's in her 60s, but she was in her 50s then. Yeah. So she literally would print out just papers and stack of papers. And she had all these questions that she would answer every day. And I think gratitude was yeah, definitely like, one of them. I'm grateful for. I was like, Gina, ahead, if you're nine. listening, thank you so much for <laughs> partly inspiring the yeah. Five Minute Journal. And then, of course, there was a bunch of other things. Yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, that lady in the coffee shop, Gina, was really kind of one of the uh, inspirations for that. Because with those pages, but also prior to even that, one practice that I did do before that I kind of fell off of, and we talked about it before, was really the practice of uh, waking up in the morning and thinking one thing that I'm grateful for. That's something i did for a very long time and i'll say that uh, really contribute to a lot of my success and that is from tony robbins mm-hmm. and he actually doesn't say that i just kind of hacked it in the way he does this whole like power hour that you were trying to do the other yeah, day i, was, uh, I got in the freezer yeah so powerful <laughs> exactly. you stared so, at the sun yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So every so you're kind of creating your power of hour, meaning you're making your first hour of the day most powerful. You're doing your run, your meditation, all those things. Um, so when it's cold in Canada, you, you you really don't want to go outside. You you don't want to run. You don't want. To, although it's probably good for Wim Hof and doing all that stuff, but at that time there was no Wim Hof, and you know, so it didn't look so cool going minus you know 30 Celsius, probably similar Fahrenheit degrees. I think it's the same. Yeah, it's probably the same. Isn't it the same
0: once it gets past zero? I don't think it zero, is. So, I don't know. So is it different? It? sorry it's, it's a, beside it, the point
1: yeah it's about <laughs> the same so uh, for me it was really it's really cold <laughs> yeah it's cold and so for me to make myself feel better i'm like hey i'm not gonna do this gratitude walk outside which tony says to do so go outside and do this gratitude walk um i said i'm just gonna wake up and think of one thing i'm grateful for so that was kind of the, one of the first pillars um for that and of course you know, my, my friend and uh, partner and co-founder of, of the journal, UJ, he had this like one to two hour journaling technique, which is like, I think it was like overkill. Yeah, right. It's I'm like, lot. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I don't think I'm not going to journal for an hour or two hours a day. And I don't know who, I don't know how you have time to do this. I don't Uh, I need something for like five minutes (laughs) I got five minutes and so let's do something let's create something that's going to be like five minutes or like or less something that's very quick and effective um, that anybody can use and I can use my life like kind of I guess being an entrepreneur thinking like that. I don't have time really just being efficient and effective and um, then there was also a great Ted talk and a book. Of course, Gina was, uh, a, one of the inspirations for that with her little printout. And then there was also a book called happiness advantage by Sean Aker, which, uh, really talked about a lot of research on gratitude of journaling of affirmations and all these things, how they're proven to really get you out of that state. So five minute journal was really my, passion project and purpose uh for myself i literally said if we just print a thousand of these and if it fails um i'm happy that i've created this and i can use this in my own life that's it authenticity (laughs) exactly and then uh, so the way i designed and the way we created it was solely for like our Our personal personal (laughs) use. It wasn't really intended to once again sell half a million copies or make millions of dollars. None of that. It was it was just like, hey, I just want to have this in my life and I'll give it out to friends. And that's how it was born. And for me I would say that was a transformational tool because uh using it how it's intended, meaning doing it first thing in the morning, doing it last thing at night and being consistent with it the reason it's, it's it's in maybe the circles where you hang out and stuff like that is of course there's certain been certain pillar individuals like Mimi or Tim Ferris have really kind of promoted to their thousand true fans and audience how I actually
2: use it and it like it makes a difference
1: yeah however however through that um it's people who have put it to use have is just the way it grows is through word of mouth is through actually it actually working for people the way the same way it has worked for me in my life. And, um, you know, I, I like, I didn't do the pasta, I've never done the pasta. Um, yeah, I think it's really intense and for anybody that does it it's, it's great. So but for me I'm I'm a little lazy and this is my little way. I'm too lazy to sit in place all day. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really this is really my way to hack happiness and getting out of depression. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. appreciate the journal. <laughs>
1: I've used, I actually, I've been
0: off the journal for a little bit. I'm you just, get on it. I've been, I gotta get back there. I yeah, I there's still time. Thanks look, for your honesty. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. We've been there as well. I like, when it's funny how there. that, how that happens with habits. And I think also habits serve you for a time. And then sometimes it's
1: okay to pick up mm-hmm. another habit and pick up another yeah. one. It's like, yeah, yeah. and i but i think what do you notice even because i've been as even as a creator i've been off it sometimes too is especially when our daughter came into our lives like that's when you have a child you just, that's the an ultimate like, so chaotic. Yeah, right. transformation and the construction of the project on your life and then so but what i realized even for myself when you get off something that has really been useful in your life you also kind of see like whoa like when I use that that is I'm way more effective like I, I feel way better when I use the five minute journal yeah in terms of my state let's what say what
0: is the next thing come that I haven't checked out yet that I'm excited to the the, the planner
1: oh the productivity planner yeah it's you know, so the same thing with the productivity planner so the productivity planner is more about the same thing I, I've I people think oh Alex is really productive that's why he created the productivity planner no it's the completely opposite even though we've been able to create you know multiple businesses create this life for ourselves like I'm not productive at all what would you recommend <laughs> for people,
0: you know, get the productivity planner, but if you, you know, don't have access to such thing, what, where f- a few bullet points for people to make themselves more productive?
1: No, but you do have access. I think the, the beauty of what we do is we make access available to you, meaning uh, you go on our website, intelligencechange.com, and you can check out. You see, you see what's inside the five minute journal or the productivity planner. Oh, cool. And before, you can just create it in your yeah, notebook. Yeah. Before, oh, be, before we, cre- the reason we created the five minute journal or productivity planner as products is because my writing is horrendous. <laughs> it's very like chicken scratch, yeah. and it's just I'm I'm a very aesthetic. I like things that are pretty, and I just wanted to create things where I don't have to. F- Write the same thing every day, and it's like messy. I just want it to be at least part structure. of the page to be pretty, uh, along with my chicken scratch, uh, to give some structure right. to the to the mess. And with productivity planner, let's say or a 500 journal, you just go on a website, you check out the format, you see what it's like. Uh, we even share the um, kind of the intro pages with you and things like that, where you get to learn more about the method. But the productivity planner, all it is, is it's a combination of the Pomodoro technique, which is uh, just working twenty. Five minutes at a time, or you can create your own time that you're comfortable with and taking it's kind of working in sprints and taking five minute breaks. And then also combining that with the Ivy Lee method. And the Ivy Lee method is really simple, it's just more about doing three to five tasks a day max. Mm. Max. So you don't like a lot of people think it's like it's how much you accomplish. The reality is it's what are you doing and uh with those three to five tasks your first thing needs to be the most important task of the day and most of us and this is what i used to do before i would have this to do list and i would just cherry pick the stuff that i want to do versus the stuff that i need to do that will actually move this, the needle for me and uh, the, so the uh, so same for me when i do the productivity planner i and i actually follow the structure I'm way more productive and it's like I said before there was a productivity planner I just did it in my regular you know it was a Moleskine it was a fancy one which costs just as much as a productivity planner so you might as well just buy the productivity planner however you can go to a dollar store and buy yourself a dollar notebook and still do the same method in there meaning you do your three to five tasks you do the bullet points but our products is just a way to have the format make it easier to use and have it aesthetic and Instagram friendly and <laughs> <laughs> In a way where it looks it looks nice on your desk or your on your bedside table. It's an experience. It
0: feels like it's really valuable, and then we are are going to wrap up because now we're we're going above and beyond. We're probably all really hungry, <laughs> um, but it feels really valuable to write. You know, crystallize your thoughts. You know, because it creates accountability. You know, so I find it's really easy for days, especially when you're having fun, which is great. This is probably like the Maasai people and the Paraha whatnot, you know, but days just kind of, they flip over to the next and flip over to the next and flip over to the next, you know, and when you write that down, you actually make yourself accountable for the thing. You're like, okay, now it needs to be done, you know? So I've just, I've, I've found that really helpful. So
1: yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think most probably just to anybody listening with any of these practices with, uh, with what we mentioned in regards to, let's say the journals we've created or meditation or anything like that is the realization that you won't, you won't ever probably be perfect. Yeah. And meaning it's the, just the, the exercise of doing it, maybe like sitting for meditation, Minutes a day, and even if it's a crappy meditation, uh, or you feel like it's a crappy meditation, there's no such thing. You just sitting there and trying to do the practice, you already are improving and getting better. What is that quote? It's like 70% is just showing up, or 80%, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. percent. It's going to get your ass. There, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's in any area of life,
2: really. Whether you're working out or you're know, yeah. working on your business, or
1: yeah. And so, you know. same thing. We'll say with my experience with productivity planner as, as a creator itself is that I, I still have really unproductive days, and I still have that's days. Even here. when I use the productivity planner, yeah. and I'm like, uh, I really don't want to do the most important task. Or, however, the motion of going there and trying to do it you're building up your kind of like thought muscle or focus muscle because the whole point of doing a Pomodoro and just focusing on one task at a time, for a lot of people, including myself, it's very hard because we're living this generation of just being multitasked and doing so many things at a time and have your notifications go off. The reality is like, it's not serving you. And the more, this is just a practice as a way to help you hone in that focus skill um that can help you just accomplish so much more in life meaning towards your purpose towards whatever you want to do and and create in this world
0: awesome where should people where should we point people from here to learn so we're both
2: start? on instagram and youtube and you can find us at um, well i'm at mimi icon m-i-m-i-i-k-o-n on instagram and youtube so same handle and alex is alex icon
1: and you can also listen to our podcast. Yeah, um, we got a podcast. Yeah, That's we right. got a podcast. So we're competing with you for, Good, for, for air sure for efforts. your ears. We're competing for your ears. <laughs> so make sure that you can go uh, go and just search uh, icons i k o n n s on your favorite platform wherever you listen to on Android or Apple we don't discriminate just listen and download those episodes and uh, yeah, we even have episodes where we talk people through our whole journey how we build scaled and sold our business for example that's a longer episode like two hours where we really take you through our journey um, we've covered some of that today and of course intelligent change you can go on intelligent change.com we also have if you you know need some organic uh, hair care products we can yeah, also go our on new baby. Uh, <laughs> our new baby is love hair dot com and at love hair on Instagram. So for your, I'm sure your crowd is all about organic, sustainable, vegan, cruelty free, all that yeah. stuff. Um, so uh, check that out. And just yeah, Aaron, thank you so much for having us, for hanging out, for being in the space. And uh, we're probably way late. I don't know if they're gonna let us in for our reservation, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Right, we we had
2: a
1: good go. time. Yeah. <laughs> thank, right. you thank you for giving us I'm the space.
0: Legitimately a little bit I'm going through maybe a similar hump of depression realizing you guys aren't coming back as oh. soon as I thought maybe uh, That's we'll okay. move here who knows It's okay this was my peak experience tonight uh. and then i find out you guys aren't coming back for another year or something like that <laughs> oh well anyways alright thank you all for tuning in um, let's go get some food yeah let's do it pow Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. As much as I did, I want to present y'all with a fun opportunity of starting a program that I created called the Align Method Online Program that focuses on unwinding the unsightly patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, rolled forward shoulders, hyperkyphotic spine, disengage glutes, knees collapsing Again, if there's collapse in any level in the body, it will trickle up and down through the rest of the system. That program focuses on unwinding those things, giving you self-care, practices, movement practices, and lifestyle adjustments, very subtle ones that will give y'all more flexibility, more strength, more confidence, more energy, all the good things. Um, And you can start the first week absolutely free and just go to alignpodcast.com slash alignmethod, A-L-I-G-N method. Along with that guy, you will receive the Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band with a door anchor. And that also comes with its own online program that is free with that thing. Go to AlignBand.com and start that program for free. Um, I think that's it. I so greatly appreciate you guys listening to this conversation. So greatly appreciate reviews on iTunes, sharing uh, on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or wherever you do your shares. Uh, This program goes on, lives on because of y'all. So, um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviews.
1: Thanks for joining your life. Enjoy.